Hello there and welcome into another edition of the Intersection Podcast with conversation highlights from the Meeting House on Faith Radio about a variety of topics, including news, information, and lifestyles approached from a Christian worldview perspective. Coming up, you'll be hearing more highlights from the recent Christian Product Expo Summer 2022 show in Lexington, Kentucky. But first, Carol McLeod is an encourager for Christian women and offers some insight into how to trust God even when we are in a season of waiting. Comments based on the life of Joseph are ahead. Then it's back to Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Summer 2022 Christian Product Expo in Lexington. Jeff Dixon is a pastor in the Orlando area and has written a number of fiction books related to Disney. He has studied the Disney empire closely and remarked about the company's acceptance of values that are not consistent with Christianity. And coming up on this edition of The Intersection, it's Tracy Hester of a ministry called Women of Purpose, which is devoted to restoration in Christ. In our conversation at the Christian Product Expo, she offered hope and motivation for women to break free from the past and to follow the leadership of God's Word and the Holy Spirit. Finally, on this edition of The Intersection, Eva Marie Everson and Michelle Medlock Adams join me at Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the CPE event to discuss their collaborative effort, which is oriented toward children in helping them to know how powerful God really is. This is the intersection of production of The Meeting House. I'm Bob Crittenden. I had the chance recently to chat with Carol McLeod. She is the author of a book entitled, Meanwhile, Meeting God in the Wait. In our conversation, she discussed some instances from the life of Joseph that can be helpful for Christians who are in a time of waiting on the Lord. Here now from that conversation is Carol McLeod. Joseph has always been my favorite Old Testament character. You know, other people might land with Daniel or David or Esther, but I have loved the life of this young man, godly young man, heard from God, dreamed big dreams, and yet his life exploded. His life just reads like this unbelievable movie script. And one day when I was rereading his story, just because I love it so much, and I was reading in Genesis 37, which is the first chapter that talks about Joseph's life, you know, and it lays the groundwork. He's daddy's favorite. Um, he's the 11th in line of 12 brothers. He's a dreamer. His brothers bully him. They don't like him. They rip his garment off of him. They throw him in the pit. They sell him into slavery. And Joseph's challenges have just begun. And the last verse of Genesis 37, is verse 36, says this. Meanwhile, the Midianites sold Joseph in Egypt to Potiphar. And Bob, that word meanwhile jumped out at me. And I thought, what? We all go through a meanwhile in life when we wonder, God, where are you? Mm. Do you know what I'm going through? Do you know what's happening to me? And, you know, I'm sure at that moment, Joseph didn't think that being sold into slavery in Egypt was God's answer. But Bob, it was. God was working behind the scenes during the meanwhile to work this for an extraordinary good and to save a generation. So, you know, just to make it applicable to our lives today, we, we all go through meanwhiles, don't we? Mm -hmm. where, where we're waiting for God to show up. A, a meanwhile is a, it's a test of faith between the crisis and God's visible intervention. A meanwhile is when you 
pray and pray and pray and pray and hope and hope and hope and nothing changes. That's a meanwhile. And I also like to say that a meanwhile is when you decide, do I believe that Romans 8.28 means what it says it means or not? That's what happens in a meanwhile. What do you see that our attitude should be, and how can we develop the right attitude during these times where, well, life may, in fact, be, well, on a somewhat downward spiral? Yeah, and that's that's the juice that we can extract from Joseph's story, because the God of Joseph is the God of us, and so we can trust that just like God worked in Joseph's life behind the scenes, he'll work in our lives. But, you know, one of the astounding things about the part of Joseph's story that you just verbalized, Bob, is that time after time in in these chapters, it says, and the Lord was with Joseph, and the Mm -hmm. Lord was with him, and the Lord was with Joseph. Like I always say to people, go through the Joseph story and circle it every time the Bible says, (laughs) and the Lord was with Joseph, because the Lord is with us. The Lord is with us when our life is at the worst possible point. And, and you might say, well, what does that mean? Well, you know what it means? It means that you're not alone. It means that you are not forsaken. It means that God has promised never to leave you in this experience known as life. And another thing that it means is this, Bob, is that we know from Psalms that in his presence, in the Lord's presence, There's fullness of joy. So if the Lord was with Joseph, I can tell you this, he was joyful because Mm -hmm. the Lord's presence ushers in his joy. And if the Lord is with you, if the Lord is with you who are brokenhearted over a prodigal or your husband has just left you or you've gotten a horrible doctor's report or you've just lost your job, listen, the Lord is with you just like he was with Joseph and in his presence. There's a fullness of joy. Now, I'm not talking about happy, Bob, because Mm. happy comes from circumstances, but joy comes from the Lord. Carol McLeod here on The Intersection. You can find her online at Carol McLeod, that is spelled M-C-L-E-O-D, carolmcleodministries.com. Well, next up here on this edition of The Intersection Podcast, it's back to Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Summer 2022 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky. Jeff Dixon is a pastor in the Orlando area, serving as transformational architect at the church at 434. He is a novelist and expert on Disney. In our conversation, he analyzed recent developments at the Walt Disney Company in light of a Christian worldview. The conversation took place in advance of the release of the book, Saving the Magic Kingdom. Here now from that CPE conversation is Jeff Dixon. They've decided tolerance isn't enough. They Mm. have to celebrate and push an agenda um, that really is not in line with mainstream America. And and, And when you're a leader, and you don't remember your audience, which Walt always had the ability to do, you have proven yourself to be incompetent at the top, and you've surrounded yourself with people who are reinforcing that as well. And I think that really is the, I mean, that is the biggest and the worst problem right now because that is not the majority of the cast members and the rank and file at the Walt Disney Company. Um, But again, they have jobs, they have families, they have careers that they vested in, 
and the company they work for has decided to choose a lane that is just um, just wrong. Mm. And you talk about inclusiveness, and I guess you could. Well, I'll just put it like this: when you so often when you hear that word, it seems to be at the exclusion of people of faith, uh, of Christians, because we're branded as narrow-minded or homophobic or whatever sure. the the adjective of the day is. So, unfortunately, we find an atmosphere of inclusiveness or inclusivity that that Christians are not necessarily included. Our point of view is not necessarily a chosen or a, uh, an acceptable point of view. I recently spoke to a group of educators at Walt Disney World. Uh, they had a conference out there, and so I got the opportunity to lead um, a few tours and speak at their event. And one of the things I had the opportunity to share with them is that Disney, while it is trumpeting the fact that they are all about tolerance, has become very intolerant of families that they consider to be bigots or homophobes, mm -hmm. um, not being tolerant enough to allow them to have the opportunity to um, have a say in what their children see and the entertainment that their children want. Uh, Disney has decided that their audience needs to be lectured to, and they are wrong. And so Disney's purpose now is to tell them that they're wrong and they don't see the world correctly. And, and that's not right. And that's not being tolerant either. Uh, and it, very, it misses their target audience. Well, Jeff Dixon joining us today. Dixon on Disney here on the Meeting House on Faith Radio with some very pertinent thoughts about developments concerning the Walt Disney Company, someone who has studied the subject extensively and written about it. Jeff Dixon here at the CPE Summer Show in Lexington, Kentucky. All right, Jeff, so as we conclude, like you mentioned, the new book is called Saving the Magic Kingdom. It's out after the first of the year mm -hmm. as, as planned. So... How do we respond? That's a question that I think I, I like to ask it sure. quite frequently. So, you know, we hear this information and it's very easy to say, OK, so this is what's going on in the culture. So I, I think the next question needs to be, well, how do we as Christians, mm -hmm. how do we respond to this trend? It's not just a Disney thing. We see it throughout culture and we're seeing Christians and even the, the teachings of the Christian faith being marginalized or even redefined yeah. in our culture today. So when we see this as yet another example, a very high profile example, because a, a number of families, even Christian families, have enjoyed the Disney entertainment throughout the year. So how do we respond? Well, I think, I think we have to take a bigger look at culture and realize that culture has certainly shifted. Um, you know, Christians don't have the luxury of just thinking that our, our Christian worldview is the predominant view in culture anymore. It's not. Um, and, and that's not to be unexpected. I tend to think that this is just a part of how, you know, history begins to unfold, and that's fine. Um, but I, I've kind of lived by a philosophy that says always boycott a boycott. And um, one of the things that happens for me is when I walk into a grocery store, like anybody else does, you know, I, I don't spend a whole lot of time um, looking or thinking about who made the cereal or who made the cookies or who made um, the soft drink, or maybe I do. But I, at the end of the day, you know, I, I pick those things that I think are best for me and my family. And that's a matter of personal choice. And I think for any fan of Disney, that's exactly what they have to do. I, I think we have a responsibility not to boycott because Disney still is, um, is, is one of the leaders worldwide in global entertainment. But I do think we have a serious, serious responsibility 
of selecting very carefully what we choose to enjoy. And then when we don't, and there's a reason for it, uh, for example, the Lightyear release that came out not too long ago, I think we have the responsibility of being vocal, not obnoxious, but vocal and and loud in our love to simply say, you know, this doesn't work and this is not going to be a part of my family and what my family is going to choose to do. And Disney has to catch up with that because they have missed and lost their audience. Jeff Dixon here on The Intersection. You can find him online at DixonOnDisney.com. Well, this is The Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can learn more through MeetingHouseOnline.info or by visiting the programming section at FaithRadio.org. Through The Meeting House homepage, you'll find a link to the Media Center. That's where you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured on The Intersection Podcast and The Meeting House Radio Program on Faith Radio. Also, there are links to the Intersection podcast, to the Media Center, as well as its Apple podcast feed. Plus, you can link to video content, including recently added content from Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Summer 2022 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky. Two blogs are accessible through that homepage. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access the Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info, or you can visit the programming section at faithradio.org. Content from the Meeting House program can also be found through the Faith Radio app and a variety of podcast platforms, including Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other platforms. Continuing now with this edition of the Intersection Podcast, from the summer 2022 CPE show in Lexington, it's Tracy Hester. She is the founder of the ministry Women of Purpose and the author of the book entitled Get Up Girl, Let's Go, Getting Unstuck and Living Free. In our conversation, she highlighted how surrendering to Christ can help free Christians from past issues that can keep them from growing in the Lord. Here now from that conversation is Tracy Hester. I really believe that community is probably the number one thing that we should do when we go through pain in our life. And because see, pain teaches us that I need to isolate myself. Shh, be quiet. Don't tell anybody that you're going through because I'm a Christian and I have to be perfect. But the remedy um, is community. I mean, and that's God's plan for us to be in fellowship with one another because community can help us heal, love on us, encourage us. And so it's vital. So what is what do you think is the barrier for mm. people as far as not seeking out that community? I mean, you even spoke of your own experience of yeah. not feeling that you had the, the people that you could go to. Is it... Um, is there a trust factor? Is there a Absolutely. stigmatization maybe that's out there? I think, maybe... I think it's trust. Yeah. I think it's shame that, you know, when we go through and let's say that we are a Christian, we feel like, well, I should be able to get over this, right? I, I don't want to let my pastor or even well, my community know that I'm struggling. And so I think it's, it's, it's that. It's, um, it can also be guilt. There's, uh-huh. there's a, many emotions that come into play when we go through um, tough times in our life. Tracy Hester is joining us today here on the Meeting House on Faith Radio. Joining us here at the Summer 22 Christian 
Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky. So you've you've written this book called Get Up, Girl, Let's Go. And you know, we talked about one of the reasons that people don't seek out community for help is mm-hmm. because of, of trust factors, because of maybe guilt and shame, barriers. And what would you say are some of the the different ways that people allow their past to negatively impact them in the presence to in the present to the extent of not really allowing God to have have his way in their lives yeah you know that's what my book is all about because what what happens is we get stuck in the past yeah Um, it's like sometimes we can wear a a medal a victimization medal almost because of of the events that happen and we become defined by the events instead of being defined by the word of God and what what scripture says about us. So I think I think that it's it's hard for us to walk through stuck areas by ourselves. It really is hard. And so um, and then we hide. We hide. We hide um, and we don't want to face it because it's too painful. And so it's the the whole thing of sweeping it under the carpet, right? And just wishing that it goes away. But what happens with pain is that if you don't deal with pain, it will come and bite you later and it with a greater force than, than before. Well, as you mentioned, this book really dealing with getting, if you will, unstuck. Mm-hmm. And, and people may be feeling like, you know, they're, they're stuck in, in, you know, maybe a perception of the past pain that has taken place. Whatever the case may be, what have you found to be some strategies, some biblical resources that can help somebody get unstuck? Yeah. Well, I think the first thing, Bob, is that we have to be honest with where we are. There has to be an awareness of that I'm stuck. Because uh-huh. a lot of times we don't recognize it as being stuck because it's become a pattern or a cycle in our life. And this is all we know. Um, and so we can get very comfortable with our stuckness. But it's getting to the point where we realize that I'm not okay with this anymore. I need to do something about this. I need to break the cycles. I need to um, maybe get counseling or do some other things that are going to help me push past some of the negative things that have happened in my life. So I, I think it's, it's coming face to face with it and being honest and recognizing it. I think the other thing, uh, a key strategy is intimacy with Christ. That, you know, that's the solution for everything. Everything that we go through is in Scripture and in the Word of God. And so um, for me, the remedy for me to get unstuck was I pursued a deep, intimate relationship with Christ. I began to really uh, go on this journey to know Christ in a deeper way. Tracy Hester here on The Intersection. You can find her online at Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, Hester.com. Well, finally, here on this edition of The Intersection podcast from the Summer 2022 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky, Eva Marie Everson and Michelle Medlock Adams discussed their book, Our God is Bigger Than That. It's oriented toward children and helping them to know how powerful God really is. Here now are Eva Marie Everson and Michelle Medlock Adams. The name of the book is Our God 
is bigger than that. So ladies, let me welcome you, first of all, to the Meeting House here on Faith Radio. All right, so our God is bigger than that. Let's talk about the collaboration. And I was having a conversation here at CPE about the collaborative spirit that, that you sense when you have Christian authors that are around. And I would imagine, you know, that with human beings, there, there might be a tendency for a spirit of competition to creep in. Uh, not, not with us. But, no, no, and I was not referring to present. Yeah, that's those other, that's, that's those people over there that we're talking about. But, but the collaborative spirit is very evident here at a Christian Product Expo. You have a number of authors that are, are getting together and, you know, essentially cheering one another right. on. And so how is it... Eva, let me ask you the first question. How is it that the two of you actually got together and made that decision to write a book (laughs) (laughs) together? She laughs before the end of the question. (laughs) That means a good one is coming. A good answer is coming. So (laughs) it was a dark and stormy night. (laughs) It literally was was a dark and stormy night. Um, In my previous life, I was a nurse. And one (laughs) evening I received a phone call from Michelle. Michelle's mother-in-law was actively dying her husband was with her her daughter was massively bleeding in ICU her newborn grandchild was in NICU and the medical community of course was spouting off a lot of medical terms terminology to Michelle that she didn't understand so she called me and she said what what does all this mean and I said Michelle this is bad and this is big but God is bigger than all of this Mm. and that became Michelle's war cry, if you will. And, uh, and so she said to me a few days later, as everything was, you know, calming back down, she said, Eva, that's a book and that's a children's book. And we just began to realize together, I mean, both of us being Mimi's, you know, yeah. now, not just mommies, but Mimi's. Okay. Mimi's. Yeah. That, yeah, okay. Trans, Jesus, translation. Yeah. <laughs> translation. Mimi. Grandmother. Grandmother. Right. Okay. Yes. So Mimi and Gigi. Okay. Yes. Mimi and Gigi. Yeah, <laughs> and Mimi is very southern. It so. sounds it, it sounds like a singing group. Yeah, it does. <laughs> the Mimi's and the Gigi. <laughs> Mimi's and the Gigi. That's our next book. <laughs> California. That's Mimi. your new. Yeah, it's your new next record album. You'll That's see. Right. Yeah. So, okay, so the chorus said, continues. You know, we we need we need to remind children that having fear is natural. It's a, it's okay to be afraid. But what they should learn from an early age is that we take those fears, we lay them at the footstool of God. And then he gets us through those fears. So we came up with this idea for this little farm with yeah. the farm animals and all of the little children animals, like like the kitten and the calf and the mouselet. The mouselet. <laughs> which is a word we made up. You know, Dr. Seuss makes up words, so why can't we? That's right. right. So. Um, absolutely. So we have I'm, a mouse. I'm, the baby yeah. mouselet. I'm yes. good with that. Yes. Yeah. Um, the, Wait, I haven't heard Dachshund yet. Yeah. No, that's no, a different book. That's a different oh, book. Right, should have been in there. <laughs> with, with Michelle, there should be a Dachshund. Well, me too. Somewhere. I have a Dachshund. You, you right. yeah, there should be more than one Dachshund. So, Bob, Bob, look at my purse. What's on my purse? It's a Dachshund. We, <laughs> we, just, we, just, we just love them. So we love them. Okay. So, another thing we have but, they're not, but they're not in the book. But they're not in the book. There's a dog, but it's not a Okay, it's another. What kind? It's a mutt, I think. Okay. It's a hound dog. Yeah, it's just a hound dog. He's a cute little spotted dog. And... Um, but just to help remind children that these animals have natural fears. For example, the kitten is afraid of the dog, and the mouselet is afraid of the kitten, and that kind of thing. But 
there's a repeater line and Michelle is going to start yes. it. God's greater than our greatest fears. He knows just where you're at. No, no matter, matter what, what you face in life, our God, God is bigger than that. I'm telling you, there's a song there. <laughs> right? <laughs> the first recording, the meetings and the GGs, and our God is bigger than that. That is You've got the you got the chorus. Like All the you need is some yeah, some verses. There right, we there we right. go. Yeah. Michelle Medlock Adams and Eva Marie Everson here on this edition of the Intersection Podcast. You can find them online at michellemedlockadams.com or evamarieeversonauthor.com. We are nearing the end of this week's edition of the Intersection Podcast, the weekly production of The Meeting House. Again, you can find out more through meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming section at faithradio.org. Through that Meeting House homepage, you'll find a link to the Media Center where you can listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured on this podcast as well as the Meeting House radio program. Also, you can find links to the Intersection podcast, to the Media Center, as well as the Apple podcast feed. And there are links to video content as well. Plus, you can find links to two blogs. One is The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from the Meeting House. There's also The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. You can follow me on Twitter and access the Meeting House Facebook page as well. Again, you can go to meetinghouseonline.info or visit the programming section at faithradio.org. Thanks for joining me for this edition of the Intersection Podcast. I'm Bob Crittenden.